Hello, my AP World History people. This is the second installment of my review podcast, and I'm going to be talking about chapter 16, which deals with maritime expansion in Afro-Eurasia and covers the years 1500 through 1700. So these events are happening at the same time as the Age of Exploration, colonization, the Colombian exchange, and the Atlantic slave trade. So a lot of these events are occurring while the events of chapter 15 are occurring. So there's a lot of overlap here. You get a lot of talk in chapter 16 about what Portugal was doing, getting involved in the Indian Ocean trade network um, because they went east instead of west like Columbus and got to India first. So they easily slid into the markets in India that they needed. The problem is, is that they usually did it through fairly violent means. And so Portugal is just as guilty as say Spain or Britain of either colonizing or outright overtaking whoever was already there. You can see this in the Ethiopian Adal War and the Portuguese seizure of the city of Malacca. So the Portuguese are just as guilty, although we don't remember them as much because for the most part, they don't get as involved in the later part of the growth of exploration in North and South America. During this time, you do get the invention of one of the most famous joint stock companies, the Dutch East India Company. This company comes from the Netherlands and it was a huge moneymaker and it is basically the invention of not just joint stock companies, but the stock market as we understand it today in 2020. So that doesn't really exist until almost the 1600s. So the stock market is, you know, only about 400 years old. The Dutch are making a ton of money doing all of their trade. Um, So the Dutch East India Company is sort of the precedent setter for everyone else, including the British East India Trading Company. Uh, The Portuguese are also heavily influential in helping to destabilize countries along the west and east coast of Africa, including participation in the slave trade. Although they don't necessarily use the slaves themselves, but they help transport them. Now, the reaction of India is not too strong to the Portuguese because for the most part, everybody is seeking them out in order to make money off of their goods. So uh, Indian officials in Mughal India are actually making money and printing money, not just um, gold, but also silver and copper. So they're making a ton of money off of this. And that also includes the Chinese because they're still getting money from Silk Road trade via India. So again, what the Spanish and the British and the Portuguese set out to do in the early part of exploration, which is to get access to the riches in India and by India, by way through India, China as well, they're having success doing that. So China is still benefiting from that. All right, I'm going to stop here and then I'm going to pick it back up for chapter 16 with the Protestant Reformation. 
I want you to make sure that you're again looking over your notes and I hope this is helping you. I'll be talking to you again in a minute.